If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Packed with plenty of information and news on the changes in healthcare and insurance, this is America's Healthcare Challenge. Welcome, my friends. Sean McGuire here talking about all of the latest things. Tell you what, as I was going through my Facebook feed, Brian Munderlow, uh, I noticed quite a bit of information uh, all about this EpiPen backlash. It seems to be uh, catching on the things that we've been talking about on this program. That is, many, many things are happening and costs are c- continuing to go up, and in particular, drug costs are going up. Brian, did you uh, see about this EpiPen uh, you know, disaster? It's, it's just one of... A hundred medications that are all be. This is happening across the board, and so I'm glad w- that one finally broke the news. It's been a while since uh, Pharma Bro. Uh, years what was it ago. Scarelli or that's right. Yeah, Pharma, you called him Pharma Bro. Pharma Bro is what is what you call him, <laughs> and uh, you know he raised the price of a drug five thousand percent, right? And so uh, th- this is happening. That was kind of an obscure drug, the, but the EpiPen. It's something that everyone knows about, right? Everyone. There's lots of people that need an EpiPen. Uh, my, you know, my, my mother-in-law was bit by a bee and now she has to have an EpiPen. So the fact that a, a really common drug is going through this, I, I think is going to wake people up to what's happening, you know, behind the scenes that people aren't seeing in their health plans. We've reported on specialty drugs, uh, in particular specialty drugs are, uh, medications, uh, a lot of times biologics that are, are used by a small percentage of the population, but they actually work really, really well. And so there's a transformational element there, but it is quite costly. But getting hit with a drug like this, like you said, is used every day is something that is really, really starting to trouble a lot of people and shine a light on some things that that really have been ignored for, for quite a long time. Hammered by consumers and lawmakers who are angry about the pricing, um, this Mylan Pharmaceuticals conceded Thursday that it has not done enough to help the growing number of people in high-deductible plans, Brian, deal with these issues. Another theme we've been talking about on the program as well, the majority of people go into high-deductible plans. That's right. You know, these uh, these drug companies, a lot of people in the health insurance industry that honestly say they are getting well, they are getting as much as they can while they can because they know the costs are unsustainable. And, uh, you know, we're, we're seeing that, you know, a, a, every day. So um, they're raising prices, not just, you know, every other year. They're raising them every six months. And they're not raising them by a small amount every time. They're raising them by 10%, 20%. And these increases have been going on. It's like the reverse of what you'd see um, on a TV, right? If, if a new TV is released, over over time, the price goes down. Production increases. Uh, you know, there's there's... Uh, efficiencies that are gained. If you look at our prescriptions, right, they're the same prescriptions that, that, that have been around, but the trend is actually going the exact opposite. Flip the graph over because as there should be more efficiencies, as there should be cost, you know, containment going down, that the trend is going absolutely the opposite way. And that's just a killer. And you, you, you nailed it on the head. How many drugs are out there that we take nearly every day that have been around since the 1950s or 60s. Absolutely. And that's what, you know, our our friend, uh, Farmer Bro, uh, you know, that's what he did. And that's another thing that's happening. They're taking uh, medications that have been around for many years, right? And then they're finding that there's only one manufacturer of them, and then they can buy that manufacturer and then jack up the rate. And so anyway, uh, hedge funds, anyway, uh, Wall Street can, can find these medications. Uh, now is the right time to do so because there's demand in the market that that you know people aren't don't see the cost of their drugs. They may just see the deductible or they just see the copay. And as Americans are moving more and more to high deductible plans, now they're seeing what the cost of the drugs really are, and those costs are hitting their pocket. So something's going to give. 
Yeah, and I don't know that the, if many Americans have enough in, in the in the tank, so to speak, to to handle some of these things. Coming up later in the program, we're going to talk about we're going to do a, a segment called Maximum Exposure. Uh, helping you understand your maximum exposure for your health care plan as that, that comes out. It goes much beyond premiums, as people are certainly beginning to find out, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I did my I did some calculations for my family trying to make a decision, and uh, I kind of need some help. So maybe you guys can – everyone can help me decide on, on what I should do because I'm in kind of a, a dilemma. So Yeah, exactly. And, and one of the reasons why we're going to be doing that maximum – exposure calculation is because 2017 is going to be a really really rough and rocky year for many Americans as we've uh, we've reported here on the program many many people are seeing uh, rapid premium increases narrowing of networks providers pulling out of uh, of the marketplace and other things and so uh, th- this is uh, going to lead us into uh, looking at uh, what was it some of the design flaws if you will, or not necessarily designed. Yeah, flaws, but. well, you know, I, I, I kind of, I fall on one, and, and there's a lot of reasons why people aren't able to maybe get the subsidies or find affordable care, so there's lots of design flaws, and uh, we can talk a little bit about, you know, what, how, how people can try and avoid them, but, you know, there's, there's just so much out there, and, you know, you really have to break it down by, by the numbers, and the numbers aren't looking good. Uh, but at least we can can know what to prepare for. So I've I've done some pretty some little bit of calculations to see where where we're going, and uh, I'd like to share that uh, with you. Right. Well, and finally, we're going to have also, uh, which I'm I'm really excited about. We're going to have um, uh, uh, take a little bit of a closer look at the two candidates uh, on presidential uh, on the presidential stakes, but their two uh, health care plans. We're going to compare and contrast them. What does that mean for you? Could something like that happen? Does it even matter <laughs> either way? But they did uh, release uh, the dates for the debates this week, and that's some big news too. That's right, and healthcare is going to be a big part of those debates. So, yeah, today, you know, I actually saw that uh, Hillary and, and uh, Donald Trump, they do agree on a few things, but uh, they, they, they don't agree on, on the big things. And so we're going to go through uh, what they've shared uh, and and see you know is it is it one a, a real idea that is going to actually you know does it have some intellectual honesty to it and then also if enacted what would it do to the marketplace exactly and so we're going to take a time out uh, we've got uh, a line open if you'd like to jump into the conversation looks like Jim's already ready to go wanted to talk about free market healthcare so we'll talk a little bit about that coming up next uh, this is America's Healthcare Challenge with Brian Munderlow I'm Sean McGuire. Check out healthreformexplained.com. We've got uh, some great, great blogs and recaps from from all of these segments, which have over 28,000 listens online on our SoundCloud page. So what are you waiting for? Get over there and check that out. We'll be right back. Are you a business owner seeing your bottom line squeezed by rising health care costs? I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded E.D. Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. I offer custom services including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.healthreformexplained.com. That's www.healthreformexplained.com. At E.D. Ballas, we know healthcare. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Now that you've heard of Shama McGuire and HealthReformExplained.com, maybe it's time for his team to assess your company's situation. We have innovative strategies to help navigate this new maze created by the Affordable Care Act. For more, go to HealthReformExplained.com. 
Omaha's stimulating conversation. Laura Ingram, weekday mornings, 8 to 11 on News Talk 1290. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Like our Facebook page if you get the chance. It's just called uh, America's Healthcare Challenge. Pretty easy to find. You could uh, see see what I look like if you really want to do that. I don't know <laughs> if you want to do that. With Brian Munderlo, how you doing today, Brian? Good. I'm good. I'm good. No picture of me, unfortunately, but uh, you're the face. Yeah, well, face <laughs> for radio, as they say. Uh, we've got a call, Jim, on America's Healthcare Challenge. He wants us to um, spend a little bit of time talking about um, free market healthcare, and then we're going to dive into our our, um, our item of uh, the ACA death spiral. So, Jim, how you doing? Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. How you doing? Hey. What's going on? No, not much. I'm glad you're doing it. You're you're giving us a great example of why our government is just taking control of our healthcare. As simple as that. It's, we need to put an emphasis on this. This EPIPEN is that how you pronounce it? The EPIPEN. EPIPEN? Yeah. This whole situation, um, if we consistently not pay attention to how the pharmaceutical companies, basically this is part of the pharmaceutical uh, industry, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so we need to pay attention, as you guys were even saying, the idea that if there's a medication that's only that, that, that one company has, that if we are able to buy that company and produce that medication we have no competition no competition as you guys were stating i'm really calling to emphasize what you guys are stating that 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 we have to understand economics 101 no competition means higher prices that's what's happening there is less competition through consolidation so my the point is as i said to your caller uh call screener that Instead of sitting your thought listening to what even the Republicans are saying, that we will replace Obamacare with a different health care system, no, you don't need to replace nothing with nothing. Just leave it alone. Let the free market take care of it. Now, if we, the people, are able to go around and talk to doctors about what kind of, what kind of pricing are you going to give me for my health care, what are you going to do for me, how much is it going to cost me, you may not even need the insurance company. But since the price of health care, the price of being in the hospital, the price of the doctors or the, uh, the price of the pharmaceutical companies or drugs you buy from the pharmaceutical companies has gone so high through the history of our country, think back to the 1800s. Think back how, how doctors paid was paid by the, the people of this country. Think about how, much, how you were paying the, for the drugs that you were getting back in the early 1800s. Find out in our history probably around the 1950s, 60s, or even 1970s, is where the price of, of, of drugs, the price of being in the hospital started rising. Why? Because we did not live by the free market. Think about how long we haven't lived by the free market. Yeah, and, Jim, you're, you're, yeah. you're right on, Sean. You know, prescription drugs, uh, the, 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 the interesting thing, they, they're like the, the, the poster child of what's going on in the entire healthcare industry, right? There's so many different individuals that are getting their cut. You, you got your pharmacist, you've got your uh, prescription drug manager, you've got you know the insurance company a little bit, uh, you've got um, the, the, whole, the whole system. And, you know, Jim's right. If you do go to the pharmacy, you don't have to just present your, your health insurance card because that may actually raise your rate because every, everyone has a different price. And if you, it, what's interesting, if you do get a prescription or if you, you happen to, uh, to look into it, is call around. Because you'll get one, one answer of like $20, and then you'll call to another pharmacy, and it's $200. And each pharmacy has different rates of where they're making their money. It's a shell game, and that's the game that's being played. And it's easy when, 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 you're, when you're unable to see or you don't see what the cost is, and you just pay whatever the card says, that there's an opportunity and the, the free market, and we're going to talk about this a little bit later on, on maybe one of Donald Trump's ideas, but one of the key aspects of a free market is people know how much something costs, mm-hmm. you know, and that's something that's not built into our pharmacy or our health insurance, our health program in general uh, that needs to happen. 
Yeah, the, I guess a word you could use to describe it would be opaque. It's very hard to, you know, see very untransparent, and they've tried to That's right. to change that. And it's because of this massive consolidation. And I, I don't know, like you, you could want to have the government potentially get involved if there are monopolistic situations to go to this Aetna example. But then all of a sudden that causes Aetna to completely pull out of all of the exchanges right. except for four states. Yeah. So then maybe you don't want the government involved. It's just Aetna's crazy. just trying to survive. You know, they see the losses in the market. So, yeah, they want to become a monopoly, but it's just to protect themselves because they have no buying power anymore on these huge hospital networks that they're they're dealing with. And so they're, they they may try. They're the bad guys, so we're not going to give them any, any power to negotiate. But on, 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 some, on some level, we all need to be... Uh, uh, aware of what's going on because you know we we uh, we we it's our money right either it's in our premium it's out of our pocket it's our money or it's our children's money right but when when it comes down to it we all have almost a patriotic civic duty to find out what the cost of it is and and then make the right decision you know the the first decision is going to be of course your your health and your wellness but believe it or not. Uh, the highest cost providers aren't the best providers, uh, and a lot of the the, the people that you'd want to see are the ones that are uh, have really great rates because that's what they specialize in and that's what they they do. Um, and you have to be able to navigate the system sometimes in order to find them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But you you just raised a great point about just how um, th these insurance companies have consolidated because they almost have to because these healthcare organizations have consolidated and it's really a big bargaining position that they're both trying to get in to negotiate more money for either side. Absolutely. You know, that uh, having the, the power to, to, nego to negotiate with these uh, big entities is one thing. And the other thing on why they're trying to consolidate is because of the tremendous uncertainty in the market. And we can talk about this a little bit later. But in many states right now in the United States, there's only one option in the marketplace. And why is that? That's because every other carrier has either left or gone belly up in the past few years. And the only way to manage that risk pool is to have a single entity so that the negative risk doesn't bankrupt and, and bounce back and forth beyond all the carriers. And so that's we're going to a monopoly in the, the private marketplace. It's already happened in many states. and many other states, there's only two. Uh, and and those are going away. So that that is the monopoly is already there, and the federal government may deny the merger, but that doesn't deny the fact that they created this monopoly in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And even in some of those states where there is one, they might not be in certain counties. I believe there's a county in Arizona, just outside of Phoenix, for example, that has zero options. Yeah, you know, we used to joke about it. You know, what happens when there's no option? You know, what's going to happen? Maybe that was maybe that was the intent. You know, some people would joke that, but it's it's actually happening now. Uh, and you know, with it's amazing why they would call it a marketplace. You know, and you can get a little bit, uh, you know, in, into what is going to happen. Remember, what it used to be called before marketplace exchange, but remember, it couldn't translate to Spanish, so they that's had right. to call it marketplace. That's right. The 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 exchange yeah did, didn't translate in, in, into Spanish. The, so they called it the marketplace. It is, it is the marketplace where you can buy you know your your small, medium, or large from one 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 carrier or two carriers, and uh, it's all overpriced. So um, you know we if if things are going to go the way that they're going with the individual marketplace, it is set up to where only either just tremendous amount of change in our system or the government takes over. And so th those, those are the two options that are going to be given to the American people and they're going to be given to them the, you know, next, this year, next year. Uh, it's, it's, it is an insurance, insurance death spiral right now. Uh, and uh, we, we're going we're gonna to dive into that a little bit, I know. Yeah, right now. How about right now? Because sure. I've got one of these uh, segments, a former uh, person we've had on this program, Sally Pipes. She is the head of the Pacific Research Institute, wrote an interesting commentary piece on CNBC this week. Uh, great job identifying that one. She's talking about um, the Obamacare pullout means the insurance death spiral has arrived, is her, her position. And um, this is something that, We've tried to explain, but it is so in the weeds and how hard um, some of this stuff is. 
behind behind the scenes as far as reinsurance and risk corridors and yeah. and all of those things. Yeah, just just to cl- just to if you haven't heard what a death spiral is in insurance, basically it's when some when when insurance becomes so expensive that only the risk wants to buy it. Only the in health insurance, health insurance gets so expensive that only the the sick need can buy it, right? If you are healthy, like for, for me and my family, uh, next year, the premiums combined with the out-of-pocket costs would be $28,000, okay? So you, what you have is you have a lot of people trying to avoid that huge amount, uh, and the smaller the insurance pool gets, the higher the rates go, and the whole thing just explodes. And so, uh, the, and, and the, the website, that you know, that's CNBC, it's all, it's all over the place as far as uh, reports of... Uh, the You've o- got New York Times articles. You've got everything in there. The Obamacare wasteland, <laughs> you know. It's it, and that's Forbes. Um, so it it's it's here and uh, it's happening now. And we need we we have to do something about it. Uh, so we're we're you know for for my situation for for my myself. You know, if you if you run the numbers, something's something's got to give. Uh, and you know, talk a little bit about. Uh, you know what what you can do. Uh, so you know there, there's there's ways to kind of help with these high out of pocket costs or strategies that, that you can use. But unfortunately, nothing's nothing's perfect. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's there's no reason to to offer coverage if you, you just to a, a segment of the population if you know you're going to lose money. You know, and without without insurers to to handle the claims, you know what what are you going to be left with? Yeah, and just to give give the listeners uh, some statistics on what we're actually talking about as far as how many people pulling out, because it's not just limited to Aetna pulling out, is it? United Healthcare, which is the United the United States' largest insurer, will only sell plans in three states. Last year, they sold in thirty four. Humana will offer in just 156 counties, which is 88% less than last year. And then now we have Aetna is the only one in there. And then of the 23 co-ops that were started or created under the Affordable Care Act, only seven are left. That's right. Yeah, and the, the co-ops, and even those seven, right, the reason they still exist right now is because they weren't successful enough to enroll, you know, people mm-hmm. uh the, the the co-ops that were successful that enrolled lots of people that came into the marketplace to try and establish chain change had the rug pulled up underneath them at the 11th hour uh by congress who refused to pass the funding appropriation that they counted on so they were created the cost was put into to make them and then uh then at the, then at the 11th hour that they, they said okay you know we're, we're not going to pay you the 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 IOU that we gave you that actually was in the form of our money, our taxpayer funded uh, tax premiums on our insurance policies that was, it was meant and appropriated. So um, there's the, the co-ops are, are gone or, or, or leaving uh, major insurance carriers are, are leaving. And those that are staying are asking for huge increases. If you look around the country, a 40% increase in 2017 isn't uncommon. You know, a a 20 percent increase is almost almost a fortunate situation. And this is in combination with the lack of doctors and with the the rise of um, out of pocket expenses, all brought about uh, by the government forcing uh, their hand on the individual's decision and on the ability to price risk in in the marketplace. So we are seeing the 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 culmination of what what is the the, so, the socialistic aspects of the of the healthcare reform law in the individual market. Right, right. So this is something um <laughs> to really to to pay attention to but yes, just to to review the death spiral is essentially when there's not enough healthy people to offset the risk of uh, of the sick people and the sick people are the ones that are flooding into the marketplace. And what's a problem is most of the people that actually receive uh, care through a policy through the marketplace get a subsidy and as these right rates continue to go up nothing is is in there to stop them from going up insurance companies are limited on how much money they can actually make so would they rather make 15% of $600 or 15% of $1000 yeah for individuals that get a subsidy they're they're insulated against the premium increases it's only a small amount 
uh, a smaller amount of individuals that actually feel the pain of the the high premiums, uh, and the, it's they're they're passing all those costs on, you know, to the American taxpayer. To, to the American taxpayer, and if you just look at how how, how the numbers work, um, you know, those individuals who are are getting uh, big subsidies, uh, they also get help with out of pocket costs. And I'm not I'm not saying that's a bad idea, right? Because you know I I know what it's like to be sick and 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 need help, uh, but w- without ongoing uh, financial democracy uh, in the individual market, you're going to have the haves and the have-nots. You're going to have those that you know have great coverage, don't have to you know pay a lot for it, and then you're going to have those that have absolutely exorbitant rates. Uh, and high pocket uh, costs out, you know, to boot. Right. So that is where we are with the uh, ACA death spiral. Something that better get talked about this presidential election season. I'm going to be mad if it doesn't. I remember the last presidential election. I did a count on how much time they spent in the debates talking about health care, and it was like less than 10 minutes in all of the debates total. Yeah, I'm surprised uh, you, even now uh, just to how, you know, they're not talking. No, no one really wants to talk about substance. So we're going to get into a little bit of substance in regards to uh, into the political candidates and uh, what their views are. If, if we can determine and maybe uh, decipher them uh, for the public here. A yeah, little bit. <laughs> we're going to do that. And we're also going to take a little bit look, a uh, little bit more of a closer look. You mentioned your maximum exposure. I'm going to go through my maximum exposure and help uh, you, uh, the listener, both as an individual and a business, figure out some of your maximum exposure that you might have uh, to worry about here next year. Because 2017, folks, is going to be a really, really crazy year. The numbers are already starting to come out. Uh, there's been a process for rate increases that, that they have to go through, whether it's through the state insurance departments or the federal. The government also has has to look at it. But they're starting to come out, and people aren't going to be happy and of course it doesn't start until after the election imagine that but that's why we're here to keep on top of it here on america's Healthcare challenge we'll be back right after this are you feeling overwhelmed depressed or angry is your child or teenager acting out healing tree counseling wants to help located at 10th and dodge healing tree offers individual family and couples therapy bill and laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents ask around they have a great reputation healing tree accepts most insurance companies they offer flexible payment plans and are confidential their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies visit healingtreeomaha.com for more information They say every business should have an elevator pitch. Here's ours. We are E.D. Bellis, a consulting company specializing in healthcare reform, helping businesses navigate the new law. For more, go to healthreformexplained.com. Omaha's stimulating conversation. News Talk 1290. Omaha Radio since 1925. Not only are we going to New Hampshire, we're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma and Arizona and North Dakota and New Mexico. We're going to California and Texas and New York. We're going to South Dakota and Oregon and Washington and Michigan. And then we're going to Washington, D.C. to take back the White House. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Check out my latest uh, column, healthreformexplained.com from last week. More on the backlash from the and insurance uh from the insurance uh, companies pulling out of the marketplace in several states, as well as reaction and thoughts to the Cadillac tax. You can count on the Cadillac tax. That's going to be coming out and something that your business needs to at least have on its radar uh, as things go on. But my story was the tale of two ACAs, Brian, because it's um, this thing really affects people completely differently all across the country. When you look at places on the coast, I was talking to somebody in the Edie Bellis Network in uh, Portland, Oregon, and they have 
a lot of choice in Oregon. You you would be surprised how many they have almost twelve choices. He said, yeah. uh, for options over there. Or or Oregon has a, a, a state based exchange. Uh, yeah, they they're they're one of the be- they're one of the good examples of healthcare reform, and and unfortunately one of the very few uh, examples. The 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 ACA uh, is you know if if you're from a conservative mindset, you would say. It's what happens when Washington tries to do a one-size-fits-all solution for every state in the nation. But health insurance and health care is, is regionalized. The needs of Nebraska with a, a large rural population is completely different than, than a large metropolitan uh, area. And, you know, a lot of these, these states that have, you know, one insurer, you know, those are the ones where maybe they're a little bit, you know, more, more spread out. And if you look at the states, it's, it's the, the rural uh, southern and states have or, the southern states uh, and now and now the Midwest and uh, and and it's and it's going to happen to I think everyone eventually but 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 a few unless unless something happens but uh, the, it is a tale of two ACAs not just in how it affects the states but how it affects my my family differently than the family right next door and unfortunately it's not just in its design but in its its lack of, it's 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 problems. It's it's not in how it what some of it is by design and some of it is just tragic, uh, because of the the politics that were played, the state's decisions and fights with the federal government has created lots of loopholes and lots of situations where people can't access health insurance and are still going uh, uninsured. So, uh, you know, the actual numbers they say there's you know 20 million people that signed up, right? But that only counts individuals. That counts every individual that signs up for a January 1st effective date. If you look at the numbers of people that have insurance for one month or two months, I mean, maybe they, they, they have a service done and then they say, oh, I can't pay for it, the numbers drop significantly. And I'll, I can try and find some statistics on that as well, but it's, it's true. I know at least 1.6 million uh, people dropped. That's, that's right. And, you know, insurance, just to give you some perspective on during the year, uh, from my perspective, I'm an insurance agent, right? During, during the year, uh, every insurance carrier... Uh, I wouldn't say every, but the vast majority of them completely cut off commissions to agents and tried to hide their plans from people, make them harder for them to even find where you couldn't even go on their website and obtain a quote. You had to call them and request a quote to even get it from them. And all that is because they are desperately trying uh, trying to avoid the negative risk that is absolutely hammering them. I mean, there's multiple stories of individuals signing up, you know, in, in July for one month, uh, needing a transplant, right? Right there, right there immediately. Um, and it was, it's only now, only in the middle of the year, that even uh, CMS and the marketplace started even asking people for any verification whatsoever on if they were qualified for a special enrollment period. Before, they, I mean, just... Just say it. You know, we believe you. It's fine. It may cost the insurance carrier a million dollars, right? But, you know, it's fine. Uh, so now, you, luckily, and, and on, on a tremendous request from the health insurance aid industry, uh, the marketplace is now at least requesting proof. Uh, and, and unfortunately, if, if you are in those situations, it's actually not that hard even to trigger a special enrollment period and get on a health plan mid-year. And so I think, you know, we're, t- we're talking about maximum exposure here. I think we're, we're also talking a little bit about last time the insurance, insurance death spiral because that's, that's what creates the death maximum spiral, expo- yeah. you know? And so if you look at it, and we're talking about my maximum exposure, uh, you know, I, I like to do because part of my job is helping people run through the numbers on their decisions on their health insurance. I try and get, get a handle on what I'm going to do a little bit earlier. So, so just, just to run through some numbers, Sean, if I could. Uh, with you. Uh, so it, it, I looked at the marketplace right now and I, I applied what the out-of-pocket expenses are going to be in 2017, which for my family, I got I got three kids, family of five, the out-of-pocket expenses on my plan is going to be $13,100. That's how much I'll have to, I could conceivably pay before I get one dime, co- one dime of coverage from the insurance carrier, right? And I'm my family's fairly healthy, so I'm going to try and save on premiums. Right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get my maximum, try and buy, you know, have the maximum. Unfortunately, uh, virtually all the plans have similar, extremely high out-of-pocket costs. 
the premium for this year for that lowest cost plan for me and my family was $900. Uh, applied a 38% increase, uh, which is what's being projected. That's $1,242 wow. a month. It's, it went up an extra 300 bucks. Yeah. Just, that's insane. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I, I put those two costs together and I determined that if I worked in a full-time job, 40 hours a week, what would my hourly rate have to be just to pay for health insurance? And it was $13.46, right? Full-time? Full-time, 40 hours. So, <laughs> you know, the, the numbers don't add up for normal people. Uh, so especially families, families are, are being s- slammed by this law. So I, ha- I have this $28,000 question uh, for next year in my family is is it worth to conceivably pay twenty eight thousand dollars for something that we may or may not need uh, and 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 what should I do what's the right financial decision for me um, you know to, to just give you the flip side about maybe what's happening out there in the marketplace uh, let's my, my one concern is my, 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 my son needs uh, like a, a, a tooth surgery like a, some oral surgery let's sure. just assume that that's going to cost fifty thousand dollars hopefully it doesn't uh, it's, you know, it's, it's kind of major, but not, I'm not, I'm not that worried about it, but just to, for the numbers sake. So instead of buying the $28,000 plan for my family, I could buy a plan that just costs $228 for him for one month in January and have the surgery done then pay, pay the minimum out of pocket expenses of that expensive plan, which is 2,400 for a grand total of $2,628, basically a 26 thousand dollar difference between that strategy and the strategy to just paying for it right let somebody else pay for my son's surgery right that fifty thousand dollars is off my plate right so this is happening in in small ways and big well it's ga- almost like nation. gaming the system it's is- it's absolutely gaming the system you know and, and if later on in the year something happens where where i i'm sick right i there, there has been, and, and now there still are ways to, to circumvent that. And, you know, this is, this is a real-life example of our maximum exposure when we're faced with the, the, real, the real risk of needing care versus the real risk of not having any money for anything else, right? So that's how it kind of works out for me. Uh, you know, you can never, you know, you, you never know what's going to happen. You never know what's going to happen. And so that just gives you, and people out there are having the same conversation. Uh, so there, there's, there's things that can be done on an individual level, but to be honest with you, there, there's nothing out there like it used to be uh, where, where healthy individuals or people could you know, be rated for their risk and buy something that, that was, uh, it, meets their, their needs, meets their situation. Is so. it almost better to have two policies for a household? You can that. absolutely, yeah. Um, you know, you're gonna sometimes some solutions you're gonna have to pay the penalty for not having insurance, right? That's it's, a, it's such a backwards tax. You can't afford health insurance, so we're gonna tax you for it, and that's what's happening. It's not, it's it's not the, the individuals that that just choose not to because they just want, you know, they just want to show up in the emergency room and get care, so you know, you're gonna go pay a tax. No, these are individuals that absolutely can't afford it, that are that are gonna get taxed because of the loopholes. Uh, and, and in the law uh, and their situation. And so, yeah, so I, I, I kind of, I was, I was on my horse right there. I was kind of losing where, <laughs> track of where I'm going. But, uh, you know, that's, that, that's something that needs to be done on every, indi- you know, whatever your number is, you should find out now <laughs> right? so that you know what's, what's ahead. And I do, and I do that every year as well. I'm, I'm an individual, but um, my maximum exposure is, it's going to be about, um, well, four four hundred times times twelve is just shy plus and change. So I got about five thousand dollars in premium, and then the deductible. So I'm looking at about ten thousand dollars every year in maximum exposure myself. And that's why you need to have, if you do utilize, you need to 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 understand the strategies and, and things that are available within the system to help you reduce costs. Like for example, I'm on a really expensive drug, but there are prescription drug rebate programs. That, that you yeah. can get that can help help you, and and they do exist. Yeah, the prescription drug rebates are are, are a good example of you know a, a drug manufacturer you know giving giving some help with those out of pocket costs and uh, and 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 those are available. Uh, there 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 are things you can do. Uh, we could talk a little bit sometime about healthcare sharing ministries. 
Uh, you can talk a little bit about short term. You could talk, um, you know, a little bit about self insurance. Uh, you could talk about looking into establishing a micro group. Uh, but basically anything but face down the monster on the individual marketplace. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So uh, with that, <laughs> watch out for your maximum exposure and um, go ahead and give us a call, 402-342-1290, if you have any questions on that. But when we come back, it's our it's time to dig into the trenches. It's election season. Let's take a look at uh, both of these presidential candidates on health care and health care reform. What, what does it mean for you? And how viable are some of their their plans? Remember, there is uh, a branch of government called the United States Congress. That's something to pay attention to as well, because those races uh, are going to be getting close as we get here very deep into this election season, just about a month away. This is America's Healthcare Challenge. 402-342-1290 is the number if you want to sound off one more time, and we'll be right back after this. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomeninatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. E.D. Bellis is a healthcare reform consulting company with valuable information that is up-to-date and easy to understand. We have solutions to manage compliance, minimize penalties and taxes, and all other options. Check out healthreformexplained.com. Are you a business owner seeing your bottom line squeezed by rising healthcare costs? I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded E.D. Bellis Healthcare Consulting to provide health reform consulting so that your business does not get caught off with all the uncertainty in Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill when the Affordable Care Act, otherwise known as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. Let me guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing government rules and regulations that will impact your organization regardless of size. I offer custom services including cost reduction strategies, training seminars for you and your employees, and strategic planning to help you prepare for the future. Regardless of what the Supreme Court decides, this issue is here to stay. Contact me today for a free consultation at www.healthreformexplained.com. That's www.healthreformexplained.com. At E.D. Ballas, we know healthcare. Since 1925, Mark Levin, weekdays 5 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 1290. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Healthcare reform to make America great again. That is uh, President uh, presidential candidate Donald J. Trump's headline on his website, Positions on Healthcare Reform. Brian, we're going to be taking a look at both him and Secretary Clinton's positions on healthcare. Just straight from their website, no spin from the media, which is seems to be losing its credibility lately, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, um, there's not a lot out there from the candidates on on healthcare reform, and so you know, un- unfortunately, I think you know, reading into it is almost what we have left. Uh, but uh, you're right. Let's let's hear it from the candidates themselves uh, and, and not from uh, any, anybody else. And so this is going to be a big issue. Uh, it's. It's gonna it's gonna get out there before the election. These increases are gonna get announced, uh, and the uh, if you look at it, I I don't think anyone has a, a perfect solution. You know, I, I don't think it's something that a candidate could come out and say, "Hey, I know all the solutions on how to fix this healthcare uh, healthcare law," because it's something that needs to be all hands on deck. But I think we can get an idea of their their philosophies and and how they're approaching the problem to kind of 
to help us to see what, what it might look like. Right, right. So we're going to get into that. But I mentioned some of the things about the media, but one of the great aspects of the media is an organization here locally in Omaha, the Omaha Press Club, this segment of America's Healthcare Challenge, brought to you by the Omaha Press Club, where you belong. Not only do they have the best view in town, they have an amazing staff with a certified executive chef, an event planner with a nutritionist, and unmatched service. Check out omahapressclub.org. Dot com to check them out and we're they're going to be hosting uh the very very big and competitive presidential debate brian here next month uh between uh don bacon and brad ashford and that's already going to be be uh sold out uh so we'll have to get up there and check that out should be fun awesome all right so one of the things we're looking at is uh on donald trump's website i'll lead it off okay. with him and his his bullet points on health care reform He's always been on the record as, as being in favor of repealing the Affordable Care Act, and that's his first first position, um, in, including our elective re- representatives must eliminate the individual na- mandate. No person should be required to buy insurance unless he or she wants to. A popular position probably to many, but um, I guess that was something that both sides did agree on when they put the law together, the, 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 the idea of an individual mandate. I think they're starting to walk back a little bit now because of all the price increases like, like you talked about last week. Yeah, yeah, the individual mandate is really ineffective because it's so small. You know, uh, same with the employer mandate. The, the, the cost, those costs are kind of locked in, in, in a few years ago when maybe premiums hadn't, you know, doubled. Uh, so the, the idea, the, the individual mandate, yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, but, you know, the, the thing is about when, when you talk about repealing Obamacare, some people will say, well, what about the good that it's done? Uh, what about, you know, no pre-existing conditions? You know, what, what about those kind of things? And, and the answer from, from the industry is they've been fine with no pre-existing conditions since day one. The only problem was no one carrier could lead, lead out and say, hey, we're not going to offer pre-existing conditions. The solution, rather than completely, you know, the whole system, the whole healthcare law would have just been saying, okay, insurance carriers, effective this date, there'll be no pre-existing conditions, problem solved. Uh, health insurance executives said it may have added uh, 2% to your rate. So, you know, we can keep, the, we, if the law is repealed, it is going to be a little messy, right? But we can keep the good that it did uh, with, you know, when we fix what it did not. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think this idea, from, from my perspective, just keeping an eye on how, how, how it affects the, the, the risk management aspect of it, um, it's something that, 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 that could be done. Um, but it's, it's, you can't just say, re, re, you know, just re, repeal Obamacare because it's something that you, you, have, you want to keep some aspects of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's too far entrenched in our society now to, to completely um, get rid of it. It's like just imagine a big tree like the tree that grew on my, my property uh, that's just started as a volunteer tree, and now it's just a complete massive thing, <laughs> and you can't that's just right. uproot yeah. it. Yeah, I, I, I like the, uh, the mulberry uh, bushes that get volunteered every year <laughs> yeah. in, in, my lo- in my lawn. Um, you know, and there's <laughs> I could run with that analogy, but maybe I won't. Uh, with, with going with Hillary's, because like, we started out with Donald Trump's big, uh, big, big one, so we'll just start with uh, the big hitter for Hillary here. Uh, it says, uh, defend and expand the Affordable Care Act, which covers 20 million people, at least on January 1st, right? Uh, Hillary will stand up to Republican-led attacks on this landmark law and build on its successes to bring the promise of affordable health care to more and more people to make a public option possible. And she will also support letting people over 55 years old buy into Medicare. So, um, you know, buying into Medicare, it, I, and I tell seniors who are turned 65, Medicare is by far my favorite program of the federal government. Uh, it, it, it's not an entitlement. It's something that you paid in. You paid taxes. Uh, and, and of all the programs, it's, it's funded until 2030. And, and seniors, of course, when they need Medicare is when they're not making any incomes anymore uh, or, or they're on a limited income anymore. So it's a tremendously important program uh, to our most vulnerable uh, seniors. Uh, to, so what would it mean if we let younger people buy into it? Well, they're going to be buying into and putting their risk onto this not what was not you know a, a entitlement. Uh, now now they're they're being they're being kind of put into it. Um, the reason why it's appealing is because it does cut down costs. 
because Medicare is the biggest purchaser of health insurance and they have the ability to throw their, their weight around and it's well established and, and all that and doctors have to take it because there's so many people that have Medicare basically. Um, so it has, it has you know, a little bit of promise on the access point, but here's the thing, here's the thing. The cost is the cost is the cost. On you, whether you have them pay into Medicare or you pay into a private po- policy, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't change the cost, what matter? What, what does the name? What matter? difference does it yeah, make? Yeah, yeah. A rose is still a ro- uh, you know a rose, and I'm I'm missing my Shakespeare here. My 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 English my high school English teacher would be ashamed of me, right? But a rose by any other name would would be just as expensive, basically. Uh, so that's that's Hillary's one thing, you know. And uh, the public option, I mean, that's we we kind of know what. That, that was her, her plan all along. And, and, and really, a, a public option, if you think about it, uh, that's, that is the end of any individual insurance company uh, in, in the country. Uh, it, it's already in a death spiral where there's only one, and now they want the public option, and that's going to be the only one. And so I can kind of see where that's going, um, and I'm not afraid to make that prediction. If you do establish a private option, uh, all individual insurance at some point is going to be uh, – run by the federal government. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One more point I'd like to, to make on, on Trump's um, website is <clears throat> allowing individuals to fully deduct health insurance premiums uh, on their tax returns under the current system. I think that's a great idea and all of their medical expenses. Yeah. I mean, how many taxes do you have to pay? You know, you got the premium that you pay has tax already built in. Right. Right. The, the services that you get have taxes built in on, on the services that are provided. Uh, it, companies can provide health insurance, and then why not individuals? Uh, the only thing, it's an awesome idea, I'm, I'm for it. Uh, the, only, uh, the only thing, and this is interesting, um, and, and, and why I think maybe they're, they're trying to, to not do it, is because they may lose some employers providing coverage if they do it, right? Because employers, they see that as a tax, a, a, a tax advantage, um, and small businesses sometimes it kind of changes the numbers a little bit, um, but that's not what's important. What's what's important is making health insurance affordable. And and think of the uh, the 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 twenty five percent discount that you immediately got on your health insurance right there. You know that that's that's huge. Right. And then his other thing was allow health individuals to use HSA contributions and allow them to accumulate over time, um, like that one as well. So. Absolutely. A little bit out of the box, but, you know. You know, and, and, and these are some of the ones that actually, you know, are kind of have some meat to them. If you go through them, some of them, uh, they, they're just, just basically, you know, let's, let's, let's reduce costs because they're too expensive. And so uh, let's have a serious conversation uh, about it as we head to the election here on this show uh, and uh, together uh, as far as what are some of the solutions that, w- that we can see out there. And, uh, and choosing the candidate that's going to that's going to have the the right philosophy in regards to this uh, tremendously important issue. Yes, and that's why we will uh, we will be here monitoring that. Uh, thanks, Brian, for for joining us, and uh, thanks again to the best producer in the business, Matt Barrows, for making things happen behind the scenes. Until next time, Sean McGuire here. Check out healthreformexplained.com, and we'll see you next time.